And I'm Jocelyn, and this is The, the Long, Long Overdue. Overdue, a show about libraries. And each episode will feature a special guest in a short conversation. Focusing on the Soros Library and beyond. Today's guest is Kayla uh, Wagner, the executive <laughs> assistant to the Dean of Cultural and Educational Resources, April Altman Becker. She is earning her master's in history while also teaching undergrad courses her research focuses are in American history, specifically uncovering the relationship between Protestant Christian denominations and political movements in the 1920s. Kayla's lighter interests include K-pop, paper planners, organizational systems, and spending time with her friends, husband Joe, and their two puppies, Cosimo and Caesar. Kayla, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. Yeah. You're welcome, welcome. Um, this will be probably the last episode that I record, unfortunately, but we don't have to talk about that too much. Too much. Um, and so we're, I'm really glad to have Kayla here before I ship out, um, because Kayla is such a big fan of the show. <laughs> and a very yeah. close and good friend, of course. Yes. Yes. That primarily, and then fan second, I guess. Fan second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, I know you've prepped some of your answers, so I'm very excited to hear what you have to say. And I'll get us started with our first question, which is, what do libraries mean to you? So I think libraries are centers for learning. Uh, Whoever, whatever your purpose for going into any library is, it's at the root of it is to learn something. And that's so cool to be around it's the same thing as a university campus, mm-hmm. uh, but in a lot of ways, the library is the heart of the campus. So uh, you're all just learning, and learning is cool. I agree <laughs> completely. Yeah, yeah. So. You heard it here first. Learning is cool, guys. <laughs> TM. Bumper stickers. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, I mean, I love learning. I, it confused me um, as a kid when, well, I I didn't like doing like pointless assignments, like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I loved, and I still do, love listening to lectures and just, like, soaking in new information. And it always confused me as a kid when students were not interested in learning. Even now as grown-ups, I'm like, you're you're not watching PBS Nova? Like, what are you doing on the weekend? <laughs> kind of thing. I guess, yeah. it, I guess yeah. it comes down to, like, what it's tied with nowadays. Like, I personally like classes where you, like, you sit there and you engage with the professor Whereas some classes, all the professor will do is they'll either read off the text or they'll expect you to like be constantly writing what they're putting on the board. And I'm like, it's good to take notes and everything, but that takes away from that interaction, that back and forth between the professor, which of course engages the students into wanting to learn more. So I think, I think that's why some students sort of get bored of it because they're like, uh, I, I'm just going to write it down. Why should I pay attention? Stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, and I think that um with definitely like k-12 we have a it's a structured like this is what learning is but libraries allow you to be independent Mm -hmm. like and away from that if you want to learn about the most random thing that you can think of nobody's even heard of Mm -hmm. um you can uh there's movies there's i mean even movie you're learning something if you catch up on all the marvel movies or something you're learning something you didn't so it's there's freedom too mm-hmm. yeah in libraries absolutely i think that's my favorite part about libraries is that it's um 
you can go there to learn anything. Like mm -hmm. people go there to do very specialized research projects um, at the college level. But then even at the K-12, like you're saying, like there's not a structured like we're learning about this piece of history and then next week we're learning about this piece of history. Like you can go in and learn about anything. Mm -hmm. It's pretty yeah. amazing. Limitless. Yes. I love yeah. it. It's cool. Yeah. Very it's definitely cool. very, it's much more engaging. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, Edwin has our next question. So Kayla, what does our library mean to you? So our library is, um, my first professional job was in the library. Um, so it will forever be uh, super important to me. Um, but being in the library, obviously anybody who applies to library, unless you went to library school, I this is my theory. Uh, as a student worker, or like for me, I uh, interviewed for staff, I thought, I put on there and I cringe. I'm like, <laughs> I enjoy reading. It's like that's cool. That's cool. That's not. Well, that's not the job. That's not. That's <laughs> not we're doing at all. Um, so just our library and the librarians that we've had there um, and the staff members, it, like taking people from different levels and just showing them going back to learning and everything like that, um, kind of helping people grow. Yeah. So it's very personal to me. Um, but it's also the academic library I've spent the most time in in my life. So it's pretty cool. I love that. Mm -hmm. When you got your staff job, was it executive assistant to April then too? Or was it different? It was a different title. Okay. It was administrative secretary then. Oh, okay. Cool, it was cool, April. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why we don't still have an admin assistant in the library. That would be so helpful for lots of people. I, long story. Yeah, very long story, I, I, I assume. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, going back to like what Kayla said, like you'd be putting, oh, I, I, I love reading. I can imagine them reading that. It's like, oh, perfect. We can send her all the long emails. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Discern this um, like request that we got from a community member. Yeah, that doesn't even make Why sense. Why me? Well, you put that you love reading. You yeah, love you reading. Love <laughs> you love to read. Yeah. yeah. There's no time to read. You're not reading. No, unfortunately. <laughs> False advertisement. <Unfortunately>. <laughs> yes. I will listen to audiobooks sometimes whenever I'm doing like administrative tasks, looking at spreadsheets or doing mm -hmm. budgetary things, especially whenever I was at the public library. I was half children's librarian, half assistant director. And so like I did story times and planning for all that stuff, which was what I loved. It was very fun. And then all the like more administrative, like minute stuff, I would like turn on an audio book so I could survive punching in numbers into a spreadsheet. <sighs> Cause that's just not for me, but <laughs> <laughs> so there's there, you can, you can find ways to read while you're working too. Sure. Yeah. But, okay. So we talked a little bit about your history with libraries, but let's talk about before you started working at our library, what was it like growing up? Did you like your school librarian? Did you like going to the public library? What was your situation there? So I didn't realize until I started working at the library here. Um, I don't want to call myself a nerd or a dork. <laughs> why not? But I was a dork. Yeah. And let me tell you why. Uh, in middle school, I knew both librarians by name. Yeah. And obviously later in life, this I understood it more. I knew them by name. We hung out. I actually am friends with one of my middle school librarians on Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, name's Carla. And then in high school, I hung out there during study hall times. Kay. I would just hang out. Um, 
again, like finding random stuff mm. in all these books. Uh, and they were actually doing my senior year, they were weeding a collection, all these terms I found out later. Uh, I didn't know that's what they were doing, but I got three or four reference books nice. in high school. And I'm like showing everybody these <laughs> textbooks. I'm like, look what I got. Um, so thinking about it, um, I think I've naturally been on a path to, to um, be in a relationship with, with academic library settings. Um, I just didn't know it, so I love them. Yeah. Uh, I once did a, a book project, a book review. We had to do a trifold, um, you know like science projects when you had like the big yeah. folder things? Oh yeah. I did a book review over Harry Potter. Mm. My dad drew, did all the drawings. The Is he an artist or just? That is like spare time. He's not bad. Cool. It was pretty cool. good. Yeah. Uh, I'm a perfectionist, so yeah. if it was bad, you I would not have let him do it. No, I would yeah. have done it. I would have like copy and pasted, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> he did it, and the middle school librarians loved it so much, they kept it on display in the library for a whole year. Wow. I bet that made you feel so special. Yes, but yeah. also my two good friends were the librarians. Yeah. And I can't tell you who my friends were, like my actual friends in middle school. <laughs> but I know the librarian's name was Carla. Okay, that's adorable. So, yeah. My middle school librarian, <laughs> bitch. She was not nice. <laughs> she she wasn't. I'm sorry. Um, but like elementary school you have the nicest librarians right like they're engaging you they're doing lessons and stuff and you're coming in very purposefully to learn about books and learn about libraries Mm -hmm. middle school it was like she was you never saw her first of all and when you did she was doing this she's like why are you here where's your pass (laughs) (laughs) like would be so upset that you were taking a book off her shelf that she just perfectly got shelf which i understand Uh that is frustrating but it's not like we were going in there and destroying them. I worked at a public library before and the children, the children would go in there, try to take one book off the shelf, the whole shelf comes on, like comes on. Oh my God. One time specifically that happened and we watched it happen. And then the mom just like grabbed the kid and left. They didn't, they didn't like, they were just hoping that we didn't see it or something. And it was like, come on. Yeah. That was frustrating. But anyway, did you pick those up? Yeah, sorry. That's okay. It really wasn't that big of a deal. Um, they were children's books, though. You know, the really thin ones yeah. without the like call number on the spine. Oh. So that's the struggle. But um, I hope they're having a really bad day. Those people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I hope they're having a good day, and I hope they f- fix their messes when they make them now. Uh-oh. See, I'm I'm thinking of that mess, and I'm thinking of the mummy when oh. Evie's on the on the ladder and she tries to reach the other side. That's <laughs> she knocks over all the briefcases, and I've always wondered. What if that happened at our, at our library on the third floor? Just the stacks come falling down. Just sitting there. Now. It would become would a great weeding project. <laughs> years, <laughs> yeah. And in the movie, fun like she just leaves after that. Yeah, right. Like, they just they fire her. And she it. just leaves. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I'm gonna go on a sabbatical for. Yeah, she's gonna leave for a bit. <laughs> I always think of that whenever like people mention yeah. like the bookcases falling. I'm like, just like in the mummy. Just like in the mummy. I love that. <laughs> Okay, so we talked about your history with libraries, so Edwin has the next question. So what is the coolest library you visited? Uh, so a couple of them. I recently, last week, I was on um, SMU, Southern Methodist University campus. Oh, yeah, campus. I totally forgot to ask you about your trip yesterday yeah. when we were hanging out, and then it's I got cool. home and I was like, I didn't ask her about her trip at all. It's okay. Okay. It's, it's okay. Cool. I can tell you a little bit now. <laughs> yes, please. Um, but I was on SMU's campus for the first time, and private university, um, obviously, they found some wealthy donors. 
uh, represent SMU, uh, if you're watching this. Um, the floor was like marble flooring. It's not a comfortable library, but mm. it was like, whoa. I felt like maybe like presidential library okay. or something like that or something okay. like um, the official like library of the U.S. or something. Marble, big old like chairs. So it was pretty cool. Uh, but my favorite, uh, Eastern New Mexico University mm. Golden Library in Portales is where I went to undergrad. Um, they It's all mid-century, like all throughout mid-century there's atriums there's like live plants there's a sci-fi special collection so there's like murals of aliens because it's new mexico right so like aliens on the wall i gotta see this um it's so pretty however however comma in like 2018 they got a huge grant to renovate it oh no i don't think it was a grant it was um something with a state yeah i don't know anyways they renovated it boo (gasps) <gasps> no way <laughs> they like gave um they had uh, community could come and buy the old chairs like the really? old mid-century stuff it's just disappointing i haven't been back but i love it It was like brown carpet these like green and yellow chairs um huge like water thing water it wasn't like a waterfall but it was pretty nice a water feature water feature water feature. now they have this like when you first walk in there's this cube and it directs you all over campus which is pretty cool a cube explain so it's this big box that's like an information center okay so it's like a interactive map yeah you'd be like you're here and you like click and it zooms in so it's it's meant for they could turn their library into um, for recruiting, so mm. new students will start in the library or cool. visitors to campus, and that's pretty. I think that was part of why they got the grant to mm-hmm. turn the building into a. I don't think it's called the Golden Library anymore. Actually, I think it's like Student Success. Uh, something. It looks like it's the Golden Student Success Center. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Because well, also like when you're, what I liked about it, it was just so quiet, and there was like one part with a roof where. You could sit in this nook and do your homework, and like huge fat pigeons would just sit there. I love that. So when you got bored, you're like, "What's up, pigeon? Let me feed this big ass bird." Yeah, you couldn't like touch it through the window, uh, but you could look at each other and you like you You talk. Yeah, you could talk. Mm -hmm. And there was there was just so many nooks. Yeah. And then now, even if you're on the second floor, it's all open. Mm. It looks modern. It's cool. But if you got a group of people coming in. You're trying to write a paper. You waited till the last minute. Yeah. I don't want to hear. I'm so glad you're, you know, glad you're here. I hope you go here. But, but they sh- took away the nooks. Yeah. Mm. I like nooks. You're, yeah. You're going to get like an angry letter from them now. Like, why are you dissing our, our no. modern library? I'm an alum, so I can, I feel like. Oh, okay, there you go. You, yeah. think you have the right them. to complain. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I, gave, I gave them my money. You yeah. gave them your money. Mm-hmm. Um, my undergrad library, great space. Um, understated, I think mm-hmm. is the nice way to say boring, but not in a bad way. It's very comfortable. Mm-hmm. It um, it feels like you're in a library space. It feels studious. It feels um, feels good to be there. Um, but they had a major change recently, but it wasn't a reno- renovation. They changed the name from the James G. Library. He was one of the first presidents of the university. Um, bad guy, canceled. 100% canceled. Um, not sure exactly why. Probably mistreatment of um, women. Mm-hmm. That would be my guess. And they renamed it after the first black student that attended um, the university, which I thought awesome. that was very special and mm-hmm. very meaningful. Because when I looked at it, I was like, what's the Velma K. Waters Library? Like, did they did they move buildings? What's ha- What happened? Because I worked in that library. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was like, 
represent. What a great name change. So nice. cool. Yeah. So I'm like proud it. of my um, undergrad. Oh. I'm sorry that you had an opposite experience. Well, I love it. <laughs> I feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. you're just upset about the Free, renovation. Like 20. She misses the nooks. 16 or 17. She misses the nooks. Yeah, we can bond. Students, you know, entering freshmen there this fall. They don't know. I'm sure they love it. Yeah, cool. they don't have, they don't, they don't know they don't that know. it was different. No. I wonder if the pigeons still chill there. Oh, probably. <laughs> I wonder if they just got so mad. They're like, forget it. Because it wasn't a renovation for like two years. Oh, wow. Fun thing about when they were renovating, they moved the library into an old dorm. Whoa. And I visited what? there once. With um, all the books and everything? Yes. Wow, what it a project. so weird. They that had some weird. off-site, um, but you would go, like, instead of a study room, you go into an old dorm. So imagine, like, we have Mountainside here on campus. Yeah. It was something like that. And so, like, what? that would be the built-in, like, yeah. um, beds. But people, like, for staff, I'm sure it was great because their offices used to be, like, people's living rooms. Yeah. What? Like, That's cool. cool. Like, and you have, like, a kitchen <laughs> in your, like... Everybody gets their own kitchenette or something. I would something. love that. that. I would love cool. to cook a little lunch for myself <laughs> while I'm at work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In a couch. So you can be like, I'm chilling. Yeah. When I was at TWU. So like, do you live here? <laughs> yes. Like, Actually, yes, I do. I do. Thank you. Someone walks in, look for Lorraine. Oh, yeah, I'm making some waffles. You want some? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, sure. Got a mac and cheese going. I love that. When yeah. I was at TWU, there, the staff lounge in the library there, super nice. Couches, comfy mm -hmm. chairs. I think it had a full kitchen with an oven and a stove and everything. So like you totally could have made a meal for yourself at lunch. Wow. Um, and it was so nice. But my boss, when I was working there, he told me that he would, um, when he first started, he would take naps in the staff lounge <laughs> and uh, maybe got in trouble for doing that, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. But I mean, why not take a little nap on your hour lunch break if you got to take it? Take you got time. time. You got time. You got time. Take a little nap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about your dream library. It sounds like your mm -hmm. dream library would mm -hmm. have mid-century modern furniture and live plants. What else might it feature? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, atriums. Yeah. Man. We love uh, natural light. I love Skylights. A good atrium. Yes. I'm in, into it. Um, soft lighting. Yeah. Everywhere. Um, nooks. Everywhere. Yeah. Like if there was like a lounge lounger mm -hmm. but something that you could keep clean like nothing that's like leather because that's not too comfy yeah but also not cloth because like what that if people are, are legit sleeping there yeah getting that drool on there yeah i'm not into it yeah but anyway like a vinyl covering maybe yeah, but something, something a little i mean just yeah. like pleather or something would be fine i like it um soft lighting atriums natural plants mid-century um warm lighting best what feature? Mm -hmm. A corner. Because I understand allergies and people's opinions, and I respect that. But a corner that's pet friendly. Yes. If I can bring my dog. And we, <laughs> <laughs> one of them, he would stay at home. I was going to say, which dog would you bring? Cosimo. You Cosimo, would leave Caesar but he'd at be home. crazy. I would leave. Cosimo would be too wild. Oh, at first. so Cosimo would stay at home. No, I'd take him. Caesar would be too scared. But yeah. anyways, pet friendly. Yeah. If I'm reading a book or writing a paper and I'm like, oh just need to kiss a puppy right now yeah <laughs> i want to be able to do that yeah yeah i'd like that i think i think a lot of people would appreciate that especially when um they know they're going to be gone for a long time mm -hmm. and they don't want to leave their pets at home for too long right. yeah. like i think they'd appreciate the fact that they could like bring their pets out as well mm -hmm. yeah because i mean 
people like to you know go out sometimes with their pets and stuff and yeah. i know that a lot of them feel limited when places are like oh no, no pets allowed maybe like a closed off like almost patio like area where you could totally bring your dog and it's like maybe semi outdoors so mm -hmm. that you can take your dog on a little walk when they need it and nice but you yeah. still have access to the library right away and they can go cool. indoor outdoor yeah um i forgot to add and on that line uh, maybe there should be somewhere for children that's good for parents to yeah like if if you're trying to do your assignments if you knew there was child care i wonder how many mm. that'd I've, be great i've seen certain areas like in libraries where it's dedicated to like children being there and i mean obviously i think the biggest thing would be to have someone who could like also keep an eye on them just in case you know yeah when I was at the public library in Aubrey, we had a children's area with like, um, the parents would call them doctor office toys, you know, with like the spinny like wires oh, yeah. and those, mm -hmm. yeah. We had a bunch of those and like cute like kid furniture and stuff. Even though it was a kid centric area, we didn't allow children to be unattended if they were like under 10 years old or oh, something. Yeah. So, which I thought was a good rule. But I mean, if you had somebody on staff that was there for childcare, like, that could be great mm -hmm. but that's not a librarian's yeah. job unfortunately no no it would be a separate thing but i like yeah. i like the idea i wonder even if like students doing like let's say students are in a um like nursing or mm -hmm. family is it called like family sciences Still, I, think I think so. that's an old i don't know but something like that mm -hmm. a major yeah. who could spend time um, with the pets, maybe the pre-vet students. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah. that that'd like be a fun. doggy daycare. <laughs> Wouldn't that be so great? Cute. Yeah. Um, where they send you pictures throughout the day. Yes, please. I would want that. Yeah. Um, I forgot to also include mm -hmm. a good coffee shop. Yes. With good hours. Please. Yeah. Local coffee shop too. Local. Mm -hmm. Not, not an Einstein bagel. Okay. <laughs> Every academic library. I don't know why they do like Starbucks or, or, um, Einstein, Einstein Brothers, Bagel. Yeah. I don't know why they got like an exclusive. Come on, local. I don't know. I don't know. I do know that the local shop that was in the UNT, um, like their main library, mm -hmm. is closing, which is so sad um, because that raised so much money for the library too. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think, I think it just comes down to like output capacity and money probably. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah. Because, like, obviously, like, a Starbucks and maybe the Einsteins, they... They can make they up can the losses up. that they might have at a college library with their other locations. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. But I'm cool with, like, even if there's a, like, a walkway between the two. You oh, could, yeah. You could run them oh, yeah. separately. Totally. Mm -hmm. But ease of access to yes. good coffee. Please. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And where I can use, if, if it is a Starbucks, one where I can use my, like, Starbucks rewards, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I want the full ciabatta. Yeah, <laughs> full ciabatta. I like that. All right, next question. So this is a double question. What is your favorite book and what are you reading now? Okay. We added that part in because for librarians and library-like people, it's impossible to choose a favorite book. So if you don't have a favorite book, you can tell us about what you're reading right now. I had three Okay. when, <laughs> when I thought about it. Um, two, uh, I think one fiction, uh, the time traveler's wife. Okay. Uh, the book, don't watch the TV show. Movie's good. Book is great. Uh, it was the first piece of like literature I read post high school and even college where I tracked the themes myself. 
And, like, I fully got it. And I was like, this is what they were trying to tell me in high school. I get, like, that's a work of art. Um, same thing with a thousand, not a thousand, uh, Kite Runner. Mm. Um, Cassie? Casey? Mentioned Twilight. Casey. Casey mentioned um, A Thousand Splendid Sons. Yeah. It's the same author. Uh, Kite Runner, the most beautiful book I have ever read half of. Okay. Uh, because <laughs> it is so painful. I read like two chat. Have y'all read it? I watched the movie. Okay. Uh, I'm sure it's the same premise. Um, I read like two chapters. I'm like deeply it hurts sobbing. Too bad. Yeah. But it's so beautiful. Yeah. Like the story is. I just wow, but I will not finish that book. But you should, mm. you should. But you should. Uh, but you should. You should. But you should. Let's talk about how we cried. Uh, but then a nonfiction book that I would love—I try to plug all the time—is uh, "The Half Has Never Been Told" by Edward E. Baptiste. I cool. might have gotten his middle name initial wrong. That um, is goals for historical nonfiction. He yeah. writes about. Um, uh, American slavery uh, from the lens of building American capitalism mm. on uh, based on uh, our uh, slave slaves. So, um, but the way he does it, he does it by a body part. So I think it's the coolest thing. Each chapter, he does like right hand, and he talks about the significance of uh, feet. He talks about the significance of left hand. So um, in that, he talked about when, like on the cotton plantations, um, many slaves had to adapt. Um, to or enslaved, excuse me, enslaved peoples had to adapt to. You couldn't just pick if you were right hand dominant. Um, they had to raise their numbers. So every time you reached your highest number, you had to meet it even higher the next time, or you get in trouble. Wow. Um, and so they learned to be ambidex- ambidextrous and mm-hmm. use their left hand. Okay. So they were quickly. So, but it's, rather than just explaining that and, and saying this is how it worked, which mm-hmm. is painful on its own doing a, an entire chapter on the significance of the left hand. Yeah. Like, it's so beautiful. I loved it. It's just the way he put it together. Yeah. It's great. Okay. I recommend it. What's it called again? The Half? Uh, the Half Has Never Been Told. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read that. I love nonfiction, especially when it's, it's so told um, or written literarily. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my favorite books are nonfiction, but that are written more like a novel style or just... Like Susan Orlean, anything by her, mm-hmm. amazing. Because she goes on so many tangents, but then weaves them all back in together. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I like it. Um, I'm currently reading um, Crying in H Mart. Yeah. By, have you read it? No, but <laughs> I just entered a giveaway. <laughs> yeah, no. I just entered a giveaway um, on Goodreads, and I really want to win it because mm-hmm. I want to read it so bad. Uh, I should just check it out from the library. I have it on audiobook right now, but I'm really listening to Pride and Prejudice, and nice. then I have a... Um, Another audiobook I want to listen to by uh, Marianne something. She writes about um, the connection between the reading and uh, language brain. Um, oh, wow. Very fascinating stuff. But anyway. Cool. But it's on my list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good. How are you liking it? Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's sweet. Uh, it's a memoir uh, to her. Her mom passed away. Oh. And so it's just her grieving, talks about food and experiences with uh, Korean American culture. Mm. Uh, she's the, what's her, what's her name? I'm blanking on her name. Michelle Zahner, I think. She is the lead singer of Japanese Breakfast. So mm. if you're into that band, it's her memoir. Oh, cool. Yeah. Michelle Zahner. You got it. Yeah. It's pretty good so far. Nice. Good, I'm glad. It reads sweet. Oh. 
Mm. Yeah, I want to read it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so back to our library. What is something notable in our collection? Can be archives, can be Ooh. the library itself, can be special collections. What do you think? So for this answer, I did want. I was thinking that the the library's collection. Every time I think they're not going to have the book, it's there. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> wow, good job. Um, but I think this might not fit the question. But okay. to me, the interlibrary loan service ILL just means that collection to me is not framed into what's only in the archives or what's only in the library. To me, ILL expands my access. Mm -hmm. So um, in a way, I think I think it's limitless. So yeah. So I don't know if that answers, but ILL, y'all, it's so cool. There's <laughs> there's nothing stopping. Actually, there's a couple of things and Edwin will <laughs> Edwin will say this library is not going, you know, they can't share this. Um, but all most of my stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, like the amount of lending libraries that make their collection available to us and we do the same vice versa is is a fantastic tool not just for students but also for staff and faculty mm -hmm. because like they'll be they'll be probably trying to find this book that is maybe way too expensive or they're not sure if they really want to add it to their collection so they want to look at it first so i'm i'm honestly glad that the ILL department provides that opportunity for them so they can be like, oh, you know what? I do like it. I do want to own my own copy. It's like, mm -hmm. it's like kind of like blockbuster back in the day. Like, yeah, I really want to own this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Most, mm -hmm. most of the books that I have on my personal shelf are definitely books I checked out from the library mm -hmm. first because it's like, I'm only going to buy a book if I know I'm going to want to go back to it or reference it or anything like that so yeah, yeah, yeah. ILL is amazing you can get basically any book from anywhere the mm -hmm. only thing that it costs is time you just have to be mm -hmm. a little bit patient um yeah yeah and um I mean the third floor of the library you just go up there I promise you you're gonna find something mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and every time I go up I go up with like a list of two things mm -hmm. and y'all know because you've seen I go with two things I come down my arms like this yeah there'll be something like right beside it that I didn't see online I'm like oh that's awesome we need little shopping baskets for the third floor <laughs> I would I would utilize yeah. that oh absolutely I, I know you would give. yeah <laughs> Kayla currently has 40 books checked out we don't have to <laughs> Is that true it. no right, okay. I always exaggerate on what she has checked but out but I bet it's probably 30 like something less yeah, I no, don't think 40 is enough. No, I know it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a whole bookshop at home mm -hmm. covered in them. Of just library books? Yeah. Wow. We're not going to talk about it. But we're talk about if it. I find out, if they tell me, hey, somebody's asking for this book and we saw you have it. You're going to bring it I back. I will bring it back. Yeah. So don't worry, guys. Don't be afraid of me. Don't be but afraid I of me. But I have it. <laughs> she will fight you for those books. <laughs> I'll say, are they done? Because I need it back. Yeah. Are they done? Because I need it <laughs> are back. Are they done or are they finished? Yeah. Are they done? Because that space in my bookshelf is, uh, it's bothering me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hole. Yeah. I need it to go back. You like make a paper spine. That's the same thing and stick it right there. So that you, yeah. Get one of those out folders, like <laughs> for files. Yeah. To be like out. Be like yes. Some random person took my book. I love it. It's not my stuff. See, now if we're missing a book, we have like a little paper that says, is, does Kayla have it? Does Kayla have it? <laughs> <laughs> 50% of the time, yes, she yes. does. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, talk to us a little bit about some of the things. This is a surprise question. Are you ready? I'm ready. This okay. is fun. 
It is fun. Um, <laughs> talk to us a little bit about the things that you have been able to find in the archives that have supported your research. So, um, and I want to hear about the the book that was blank because I laughed my ass off when you sent us that video. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, so in our archives, mm -hmm. um, because I work in the division with the archives, I've been a little bit more, I think, tuned in than perhaps others might be to the archives. So I've actually been, I have more experience with other archives. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but now that I've gained that experience, I know what in particular I'm looking for. Um, there is actually the old archivist, uh, Melita Bell, let me know that some of the materials that I'm needing for my thesis are in the archives. Nice. So it's kind of crazy. So you're on uh, a but pretty treasure cool. hunt. Yeah. What was your question? <laughs> some of the things that you found in our archives that have supported your research, and I want to I want to hear specifically about the book that was okay. that had blank pages. Um, was that in our archive? No. Okay, that's fine. You can talk to us about it anyway. Okay, uh, so that was at the Briscoe Center oh, yeah. uh, for American History in Austin. It's on the uh, part of UT campuses. Um, so, as mentioned in the bio, I'm looking at politics and culture in the 1920s. So obviously 1920s, you got prohibition, right? So I found in these papers, it's a small red book and it says the anti-prohibitionist. So if you're anti-prohibition, that means that you are for keeping alcohol. If you're a prohibitionist, you don't want alcohol, yeah. right? So it says all the sane arguments of uh, anti-prohibitionist. And you open up this little tiny book and it's, there's nothing on the front, right? So you think, okay, that's just like, you know, sometimes books don't have anything. Yeah. And you go one more and you're like, okay, there's nothing. And this this is a tiny book with like 10 pages, maybe, maybe seven pages. <laughs> Anyways, there's nothing in it. So funny. And this is like 1918, 1970. So it's like pre-prohibition uh, before it goes into, a, into law. And so it's pretty funny that they're, they got attitude. Yeah, of course they do. But it's just funny seeing historical documents where it's they they act. People are the same. Yes. The, the fact that it got published and it sold copies is just like. Well, <laughs> that, did it sell copies? Self? I thought it was like a pamphlet. <laughs> it's like a little pamphlet. Okay, I was like, uh, no, imagine somebody, that. Somebody printed a zine in their house and they're just giving it out to their friends. Yes. Yeah. But still, hilarious and how wonderful that the Briscoe Center has a copy. Like that's wonderful. Yeah. 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 Yes, there's been. Um, yeah, tons of fun stuff like that. And political cartoons are the best. Yeah. There's like, you can put so much shade in a political cartoon <laughs> on a donkey, like, on an elephant. Yes, and so just get away with it. So much attitude. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was, I think, probably one of the funniest ones. Uh, my topics aren't always funny, uh, but that one was I like that humorous. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cool. All right. We are uh, winding down here. Just a few more questions. Do you want to mm -hmm. ask the next one? So, Kayla, since you've been here for a good while here at Soros, what do you love about Soros specifically? So, um, i trying to think of how to word it. My favorite thing about Soros is the fact that um, it is possible. Um, can't do it overnight. But it is possible to know every faculty and staff member, mm -hmm. to know at least a little bit about them, to mm -hmm. know their name, to know where they work, uh, what they look like, a little bit about their um, life, uh, you know, to varying degrees. Uh, and then it's also possible to know a majority of the students. And uh, a lot of places can't say that they could ever do that. Mm -hmm. If you've got 15,000 students, you are a name, you know, a faceless person in a crowd. Um, but at Sol Ross, 
especially um, majority of my time has always been spent as staff. Uh, and I love that. I love being able to um, not just call like, oh, let me call this random person. Um, I've never met them. I don't know mm-hmm. what they look like in this department. Um, actually, you're probably friends with people. Them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then it, it makes it so much more enjoyable. And yeah. I think all of Sol Ross is like that for students, um, for staff, faculty, we all find people. So depending and, and to varying degrees, I think it's a bonus and a negative at mm-hmm. times, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Um, I feel the same way about Alpine. It's possible. My favorite thing is walking like in the grocery store. Okay. Let me say this. I used to say this, my favorite thing, uh, walking in the grocery store and talking to everybody because I, I, I enjoy that. It's something we have in a small town that you don't get uh, other places. Yeah. But when we went to one Porter's and at five o'clock, I'm so tired and it's so hot. I don't want to talk. I just wanted to throw that in. If yeah. you see me at Porter's right at five work. o'clock. Right after work, do I'll not talk. perceive. I'll talk to you. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'll talk to you, but no, I'm tired. <laughs> You're gonna power through it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I added that in now. But that's so funny. <laughs> um, but that's what I like about Soros. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, last question, and you kind of touched on it. What do you love about Alpine? That, and. Um, when I first moved here, I said, I think I'm busier in the small town than I was. Um, I'm from Lubbock, so it has like 250 people. I don't know, 250,000 people. Um, but I thought, I'm more busy in the small town than in the big town. And mm-hmm. I think that's the case still. Um, and you so like enjoy that it. I like it. Yeah. I like that there's, there's always friends staying out with. There's always something to do. Um, but then there's also places where you can go be alone and you know go hike or go do something by yourself so mm-hmm. depending on your mood there is something mm-hmm. that fits not your food mood <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um that is not a thing but uh, but it forces you to be a good home cook and yeah. learning to cook your own recipes yeah but in the summer that's hard it's hard like it's way too it's hot so in my hot house to even yeah. turn on the like i can't even i can't I don't even want to eat hot food. It's so hot. Everyone else. Yeah. Anyway. You need cold stuff. Cold stuff. Yeah. 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 Last night at Spicewood, the gnocchi was such a treat because it's like, I haven't had a like hot meal for mm-hmm. dinner in a while because it's like, we're eating a lot of cold stuff because I don't know. I don't want to cook anything. Yeah. 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 Salads. Salads. Lots of hummus. Lots oh. of, um, we'll do some microwave stuff. Lots of tacos, food. which those are, that's a hot food, but like the filling is hot, you know? Yeah. yeah. But if you put veggies on top, then it's not too yeah. hot. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You need like but a yeah. cold noodles recipe, like soba. Yeah, we do yeah. soba yeah. Um, with peanut sauce, homemade peanut sauce. It's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. yeah. Send me the recipe. Okay. Yeah. I will. Yeah. Mm. I like that. <laughs> now it's just been the rest of the show talking about food. Okay. 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 <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm all for that. <laughs> okay, right. cool. Are you going to get ice cream after this? Me? Yes. Probably not. I've got to <gasps> save my money for gas Jocelyn money. I'm not getting ice cream. I know. <laughs> I honestly can't even remember the last time I had ice cream. It's it's <laughs> become a personality trait, but I don't really know why. <laughs> I do like ice cream, um, but I, I don't have it as often as I would like. Anyway. That's sad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's got to be Bluebell. It's got to be Bluebell Dutch chocolate. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, fancy. 
Well, I like what I like. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that you had questions for us. Is that right? No? No. Okay. Wait, what was my... I just remember... The... Rewind. A few weeks ago, when we talked about you coming on the show, you had mentioned that you maybe had some questions for us. Is that still the case? Three weeks ago, Kayla. Yeah. <laughs> was a different person. Was sabotaging Kayla now. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's always you know past what? Jocelyn's fault. I think I did write questions on my phone. Wow, I'm, I don't have them. That's okay. Let me think of something. Okay, you don't have to. I don't. I think maybe only one of our guests had had a question for us mm -hmm. prepared. So I, I, don't I, don't I feel bad. Was, but I don't remember who it was. But yes, Victoria so. asked us um, when we knew we wanted to work in libraries. Oh yeah, that's right. That's oh. right. That's right. I asked us that. Okay. Yeah. Well then, have you guys shared your dream library? I think we always talk about it a little bit whenever our guests we, I, share. Yeah, I think we've always put in like our little but bits and pieces there, but not like. We can talk about it. Yeah. Do you want to start? No, you can go ahead and start us off. It's here. Mm, ice cream bar. Ice Absolutely. Cream bar. I, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> an ice cream bar. Um, no, I, I do like the idea of having a. It, it, when I dream about what I would love to see in a library, is something more like a new school. Like um, where you, where anybody can go and learn anything they want. There are classes. There's a gym so that you can do your, like learn how to do workouts mm -hmm. and go to just workout classes. There is like, I'm envisioning maybe more of like a campus than just a single building. Um, but then there's also a kitchen where people can take cooking classes. There's a um, garage where people can learn how to do home auto, like home auto repair, how to change your freaking oil. Like, yeah people need to learn how to do that, how to change a tire. Like, like more like a life skills new school where you are yeah. going to not just learn, do research and stuff, but also having a way to learn practical skills for life. Having a tool library where you can check out a drill when you need it and you don't need to always have one. Another cool thing I would like to see is um, my mom talks about when she was, I think in college, the Tarleton Library had art and sculptures that you could check out and use to decorate your home for a few months. What? Right? what? How bizarre is that? <laughs> um, I, but I think that's very cool. Mm -hmm. But along what? the same vein, like have a studio for creating art, have a music studio where people can come in and record music for free. Mm -hmm. um, having a um, place to throw, is that what it's called? Throwing mm -hmm. clay, like ceramic. doing ceramics, oh, yeah, yeah, a ceramics studio. Like uh, having a space of limitless opportunities for physical learning as well as um, psychological learning, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, how do I make it happen though? Very Swiss yeah. Army knife-esque almost. What? Very Swiss Army knife-esque. Like, yeah. yeah, absolutely. A space that is a little bit of everything, which public libraries are definitely onto something, but there is not enough funding in the world to provide a place like that for people. The biggest inspiration is like the new school in New York where people can go and I really don't know what how they pay for it or if it is free. Uh, I bet Bobby G knows, but maybe we'll talk to him later. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my dream library is a free institution of learning. Very socialism, I think, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I, like I just that. don't. That's my dream, and my dreams are more like nightmares. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's fine. Okay. I like that. Um, I I was thinking about how that would be incorporated into like 
K-12. And then if mm-hmm. it was something like you enroll in this new school for mm-hmm. like a year. So yeah. a lot of students talk about a gap year. Yeah. But if there was a way that they could spend time there before going to college, like, yeah. um, I don't know, that'd be, it could change a lot of dynamics. Absolutely. And, and giving people, we talked about learning and freedom mm-hmm. in libraries, that set up almost too much power to the people. I love it. I'm into it. I like it. it. I think tr- that is it, it possible to for the people to have too much power, though? Like, no, no. I, I really like it. I do, too. I think it's very empowering and equipping mm-hmm. people for, equipping people for, you know, being successful at life. Um, and I cannot think of another institution that's like that. Like, where mm-hmm. could you go to learn to change your own oil? Yeah. Like, a lot of people don't have dads. A lot of people's dads don't know how to change their own oil. Like, I feel very lucky because my dad did teach us a lot about home repair, car repair, auto maintenance, and things like that. Uh, Not everybody gets that experience. Um, But it also breaks down, like, this barrier of, so those who didn't have a mm -hmm. father teach him. But also, like, women who want to get into Mm -hmm. fields or areas that they might feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, I naturally just send Joe to go do those things. But does he know what he's doing, though? I think so. Okay, good. I trust him. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> See, Kenny has no idea. Yeah. He looks at the inside of an engine and he goes, what is that? Well, I really say, what is that? Yeah. So anybody who can just name something. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a doohickey. Like, you could say doohickey. And I would be like, you're, like, you're, you're so smart. smart. You're so smart. Wow. Wow. I love um, that. But. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like and. It having cooking classes too for people Mm -hmm. who maybe their parents cooked for them all the time or maybe they never cooked at home um, and they only ever went out to eat or got fast food and things like that like learning how to make basics and Mm -hmm. so you can feed yourself at home just like a I don't know there's also culture like Mm -hmm. you can learn other cultures through cooking Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 100% so it just keeps growing yeah language language classes like the Los Angeles Public Library um, has conversation classes, which I know a lot of libraries do this, but it's on my mind because it's in a Susan Orlean book. The library book is what it's called. Fantastic. And she focuses on that library a lot. Um, And one of the things that she talks about is a language immersion class where people just meet for like 30 minutes twice a week and just talk. There's no structure to the class other than like the class is going to be held in English and people who are English, English language learners will show up and just practice their conversation skills oh. it's fantastic mm-hmm. i like that just a chit chat club but in a in a new language that's actually very very helpful because yes. i mean that's one of the biggest um aspects of learning a new language that is key to fully grasping languages you need to be having conversations in that language mm-hmm. so you can understand like how it's said where mm-hmm. it's placed so on and so forth because more of these like language learning applications they only teach you very 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 formal versions of the language yeah like you make fun of me for having the duolingo voice because <laughs> yeah. i do but which is why i always want to engage in conversation and then you just say oh, duolingo voice duolingo voice. we're about to have a fight on screen <laughs> i'm just kidding i will say that my manner of speaking in spanish has does change based on if i'm around spanish speakers or not Mm -hmm. when i was in the dual language classroom and i was working with students whose first language was spanish and i was expected to communicate with them in spanish um it definitely sounded more conversational than it than my (laughs) spanish does now but all that to say what's your dream library like edwin um mine's very 
I guess very futuristic. Um, mine's like probably wouldn't be like able to be created to like way into the future. I have this concept that like you walk into this library and it's very it's almost like the library is alive of sorts like mm. this almost like machinist library like you go in and you're like oh well i'm looking for books on this and like the entire library like specifically for you will highlight books that you can look into and you'll go there and like you'll get like these like very modern versions of the books and like when you open them you have the words there but you can like drag out like the pages and download them well like like what tony stark does in iron man like where he brings up a bunch of screens and he's like touching him like that like something like that but with the books because i know like sometimes it gets annoying to have like one like a book open like that and you're trying to flip to another mm. one because like when you let go of the book it just closes and you're yeah. like oh i don't want to dog ear the book because it's not mine or i don't want to bend it or anything stuff mm -hmm. like that so like very futuristic in that sense very i like that mm -hmm. it's like opening tabs but with books <laughs> like, yeah i had never even thought of that being a possibility my mom sent me something the other day that was a machine that, God, some somebody had invented that would hold open pages of like nine different books at oh, once. Oh yeah, it's like, I, I think I know what it is. It's like this giant book that's constant. you can rotate it and it has like 10 books open for you. So you can be reading 10 books at the same time. Okay, here we go. <laughs> something Are you like really that. reading 10 books I don't at know, it's something like that. It was so Well, how so many odd. books do you have open or want to have open when you're doing your research and stuff. I think it's more like as a reference, like you're you're yeah. at this page, you need to go back to this page yeah. and you can't flip through the book again. But sure. here's here's what my mom sent me and uh, this looks like it's very Facebook meme. So take it with a <laughs> yeah, grain of salt. Yeah, it is that one. But. It's that one. Oh my goodness, that's like a printing. Yeah, it's it's like like a, it, it looks like press. a printing yeah. press that was like but made to just have a multiple books or like something like that. But like mm -hmm. obviously. This I mean, says 300 year old. Yeah. library tool that enabled a researcher to have seven books open at once it's located at biblioteca am i saying that right a hipster found it look what we can do with it now do you know that word no i don't actually i think it's a place name but it's in puebla mm. let's go puebla mexico let's go but yeah i see some, some something very very futuristic like mm -hmm. i don't think i'm ever gonna see that in my life but i think it'd be really cool because like i mean you get online articles on mm -hmm. and you can have all of those tabs open you can go back to them. when it comes to books like you either got to bring all of your own bookmarks your own sticky notes or something and even then you're gonna be like oh my god was that the right page or what if it fell out like mm -hmm. yeah just to have them open like that but even at that point do you think there would still be paper print books like a full stack maybe maybe not like in my in my mind yeah like mm -hmm. the pages would be preserved in this book and like when you would pull out the screen it would like scan the page and you boom it's there up with you oh now. okay so you can have both yeah either or i think yes because the environmental impacts of having a book versus having that same book as a epub format saved in a cloud mm -hmm. somewhere the book is a more efficient use of um, environmental resources mm -hmm. So I, and if you look at data from like Barnes and Noble and booksellers and things like that, print book sales have just grown in the last like three to five years. They haven't declined like people thought they might with the mm -hmm. um, ability to access books online, but people love 
stuff. And, and yeah. I, I think it's also because like it gets really exhausting to stare at a screen. Like there's a difference between being exhausted from reading something on paper than something on screen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think people just appreciate the whole like, okay, you know what, I need a break from my screen. I want to look at a paperback instead because that's way easier on the eyes than absolutely like you know that bright yeah. screen in your face like so definitely so would it search like if you're looking for things about turtles yeah so the books why turtles it just came to mind. Okay. turtles are awesome but yeah, would the are. book also like after you scan it would the book tell you where the word turtles is found yeah something like that that, oh, that and then so like nice. of course like you have your librarians, but then like, like, like little mini library assistants or like these little robots that like follow you specifically around, and like you can be like, oh well, I'm looking more specifically for this. The little robot will go out, look oh. for that book, and bring it to you. Like, oh, did you mean this book? And it's like, oh yeah, this one specifically, stuff like that. I'm into that. The danger yeah. with that though is that everybody knows what you're researching. They already do. <laughs> Not if you're doing <laughs> paper research. Yeah, but anyway. Could you imagine like walking past people like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, or I didn't know we had that. I didn't library. know we had that. Well, just to say that your research would be in a database somewhere. Like yeah. Edwin Urias was reading L this looking book, up all this, this page, stuff. was highlighting this word. Was <laughs> highlighting this word. Oh, why that word specifically? Just oh, that word no. specifically. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay, gang. Yeah. I think we did it. Cool. Nice. Anything else we want to talk about? No, I think that's. Cool. Well, we have our little sign-off, but I don't know if it really makes sense to do. We'll say check us out next time yeah, instead. Yeah, check us Shoot. out next time. Um, I forgot it. Thanks for watching. Thanks for, wa thanks for watching. Check us out, check us out next time. time, yeah. Okay, ready? We'll do it together if you oh, want. Say it. If you want. Yeah, if you want. So it's um, thanks for watching. Check us out next time. Okay, ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Thanks, thanks for, for watching. watching. Check, check us, us out, out next time. time. Woo! <laughs> Thumbs up. So cute. <laughs>